Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hello. What other episode of Hypecast? Hype fucked it up. It's Strikecast. Strikecast. <laughs> it is. Uh, we are still in our Strikecast. It's the show that we've always done um, about stuff and things. Hello, I'm, I'm one of your co-hosts, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And I'm Robert Rockaway, and I cast Hype. But do you also cast Strike? No, I'm very yeah. serious about that. <laughs> That's, if you're that's not, not we're not we're not joking about that. It's the future yeah. of American labor at stake. <laughs> uh, for people unaware, we've been uh, we haven't been focusing on like the latest trailers uh, because we're you know being supportive until we get bored doing that, and so we're uh, which could happen at any time. Anytime. I ha- I've been missing out on a lot of trailers because of this because you know I used to watch trailers a bunch of trailers every week and mm-hmm. i i guess oh, most me people too, don't Dave, me too for some yeah, I reason guess most people yeah. most people aren't like spoiled about that but like i was like looking and being like there's a fucking david fincher movie coming out like i'm starting to fall behind which is i don't know it's, it's, it's been, uh, been kind of nice it's been like not looking at at twitter for months yeah yeah, yeah a little <laughs> bit the price you pay to support an american industry a dying american industry yeah <laughs> um robert thank you so much for being on yeah, how the hell you. are you uh, well, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get prescription eye blasts, so hopefully better uh, in the near future. Nice. Ho- hopefully That's... they make you uncanny. Yes, I am hoping yes. for at least astounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, w- I will. I mean, the goal is <laughs> always uncanny. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Um, uh, uh, do, you, do you? Hey, hey now. You got anything to plug before we get into it? Anything like uh, going on that you want to tell people about? Wouldn't it be crazy if I said no? Of course, yeah. of course I do. I <laughs> write uh, with my partner Sean Baby over at one nine hundred hotdogcom You know this. You guys know this. Uh, they must. You have to at this point, and if if you don't, now you do. Uh, we also have the Dogs of Nine Thousand. That's our podcast. We run every week. Just me, Sean, and a guest about something wacky uh, that should not exist. But we've also what you might not know, we've also started a new podcast called Big Feats uh, with me, Sean, and Jason Pargin. And what we're doing is watching through every single episode in order of the show Mountain Monsters, which is a hillbilly X-Files, but like reality show where they pretend 
that they're that monsters exist and they're in the woods with them and they almost catch them Scooby-Doo style every time and it's in reality what it is 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 just a bunch of hillbillies doing monster improv at each other it's and like LARPing. learning they're like they're like learning the rules for good improv as they go because they don't know them at all and they're constantly oh. they fight and they get they like know they know each other and they, they forget to build and they each try to bring their own weird and so they're they're figuring out the rules for like a good improv sketch in real time over the course of nine seasons it has nine holy shit seasons this thing has been going on it's fucking hilarious the, they keep escalating stakes we're finally getting into the really good shit in the recording where like they get through they get through figuring out kind of the show format and now they're on to like Trying to figure out what our spin on the Mothman is. <laughs> How do you... The Mothman one drove me insane. I was it's like, so where good. are they pulling these details? Like he's 700 pounds all of a sudden and they <laughs> build their trap like it's, a, like it's a literal moth that's attracted to light. <laughs> no, they established that he's a literal moth like uh, because like they're doing improv, right? So they don't, they don't say anything about that until the very end, last part of the episode. They're like... <laughs> And we're gonna bait him with light. You're like, fucking what? You've established and, well, okay. this is a quantum being, and he's still in like fairness, bashing his head against a window. Yeah. In fairness, if I heard Mothman, I would assume, like, oh, okay, I better get a bright light. Uh, <laughs> the, like it's uh, right there in the name, I guess. How do they sustain nine seasons? That's amazing. They just keep escalating, really like. Uh, in in later seasons, we haven't gotten there. I've only kind of looked through the through the episode descriptions. But in later seasons, there is, uh, like a rogue team. So that just just imagine how they got there with with X Files or Supernatural. Like you really right. have to keep building. So now there's like there's like a dark monster hunting team that they have to race for monsters for the fate of the world. And they're they're but they mysteries never, like... and jigsaws and. <laughs> They shit. never catch Bigfoot, right? Like they catch never... Bigfoot every single episode. He just gets away. Oh, okay. Also, they... there are a hundred thousand kinds of big feet. There are infinite subspecies okay. of big feet. There's also other monsters. I'm I'm so excited you guys are doing this show. I listening to the first episode about the Wolfman. I'm sorry, the Wolfman. <laughs> the Wolfman. <laughs> when so Wild cute. when Wild Bill says, I will slit the Wolfman's throat, <laughs> I couldn't catch my breath. That for was like amazing. There's a, there's a quote of his coming up in a in an episode about a lizard demon where he says, Come on, he's he's hip deep in the water where ostensibly he thinks this lizard demon is going to leap out and kill him. He's hip deep in the water and he's got this fucking crazy knife and he's like dragging it just across the surface of the water tauntingly and he's going come on out loser demon i'm gonna cut you three ways long deep and wide fucking Jesus made Christ. it just lunatic he's great he falls out of a tree at least four times and it's we're only like, like six episodes in it sounds just like a home invasion horror movie for <laughs> bigfoot it's just straw dogs for bigfoot Dude. where it's like they're not they're not hurting anybody and it's literally an episode maniacs. really they, they actually find bigfoot's house in one episode Holy shit. and they invade it <laughs> and bigfoot <laughs> is just like fucking get out of my house he like you know full panic i'm not even kidding it's an actual house that bigfoot lives is it in. like just like a two-story victorian or like is <laughs> That's it an like old, a... it's an old moonshiner shack that Got bigfoot it. built a bigfoot nest in because they nest <laughs> and they invade yeah, you know. it and bigfoot fucking this, hates it this is reality tv yes they I insist feel, it's real i feel like this should be illegal to it's, make it's so I mean, I'm glad it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm absolutely certain there are just 
dozens, dozens of crimes in every single episode, ranging from like mere permit crimes, which they do not have, to yeah. like severe woundings and possible uh, covered up murders. So they they get oh, yeah. guns. They they're pointing guns. They're swinging shotguns around at each other's faces. Like right, they're probably just firing into the woods. They yeah, don't just... often get permission to fire them, but even like we all are for bummer reasons we're not going to joke about but for we're all familiar with like firearm safety on set they have actual shotguns and are constantly just like pointing them at each other's faces just like so while they're talking. Wild. <laughs> like it's 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 fucking wild west it's such a good Incredible. show and we're gonna do i guess 700 episodes of this yeah. trying to catch yeah. up but uh <laughs> but big the feats. whole series every episode with with theme song and ending music by your very own jamie kelly uh, wonderful it kicks ass give it a shot that's me that's my uh, plug that's a great plug um well shit anything else to declare should we just get right into it should we should we uh we we've been off for a week so everybody's just fucking you know they're edging real hard let's fucking for go some, for some yeah, trailers really edging some hype and some strike let's right, give them well, some release well we gotta edge them a little more by Let thanking some producers <laughs> mm. Uh, well, first, some producers. So, big old thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burr, sir. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. Thank you so much. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you so much. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Let me soup in here. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway, loves the meat millie. Thank you to Burrito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska because they loves y'all. Pick it up. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thanks. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot. Knife Boot. All right. So what we, is the theme? We owe our livelihood to so many of the same people. I recognize yeah. so many of the same. <laughs> These fucking <Really> maniacs. <laughs> You're keeping us alive. I love them all. Going on this journey with us. Thank you all. Uh, So we're going to do another Movies That Deserve More Hype Week. This is, I mean, not, this is just indie films. Indie film week. uh, That's what we're going with. Starting with a movie that I've actually been kept, I've had my eye on this for a while, and I couldn't tell, like, it's, it's not quite big enough to be mainstream, uh, but it's it's also been before a few films. Uh, it Lives Inside is the name of this one. It is a horror movie about a demon. Can you believe you it? Believe it. Yeah. 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 I, it's, bold. it's bold. I'm very much like this could be good or bad, right? This is one yeah. of those where it's like there's no fucking way to tell from this trailer. It's um. It gives me okay. It gives me at worst. Like smile, like smile vibes, which uh, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It was fine. But yeah, it, it could I, just be that where you're like, it, if if it's only what you've shown us in the trailer, then this is just we've seen this a million times before. But at best, there is a potential in a few of those quick cuts, maybe malignant vibes. Right, exactly. <laughs> where it's like, who can fucking say? It's got an eighty-three <clears> percent <throat> with twenty-three reviews. Um. Uh, so like mostly most critics seem to think it was fine. That's the whole thing, right? With Rotten Tomatoes is like literally a 3.5 out of five counts towards that 83%. So all, all it means is 83% of critics thought it wasn't garbage. Uh, 
And so <laughs> put that on your poster. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I assume the demon means something. I'm assuming it's that. Yeah, elevated I, I looked horror. it up. It's called a pishak or a pishash. Uh, it's nice. a flesh-eating demon in Dharmic religions, appearing in Hindu and Buddhist mythology. So that's something I did want to say that I, at least, I like that it's doing like folklore that I'm not familiar with. Right. It, it's it's about an Indian American teenager with uh, uh yeah. It, it it feels like. It's not just if another make, like if we're gonna make countless Christian demon movies, devil possession movie that exactly. I've seen a zillion of. Yeah, find some other cool demons because yeah, there's, there's so plenty many of them out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the points for it. However, like I'm I'm all on board for trying it because of that because you're at least pulling from some interesting sources, even if what you've shown in the trailer and I realize it's just a trailer, uh, but what you're showing in the trailer is just looks exactly like any Christian demon possession movie. Like you would right. have. Yeah. Aside from the names, you would have no idea that there was anything different between that and just the devil the bendy, of, of the, the people. Bendy like, demon stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's all the, the the bendy contortionist bone breaking stuff that we like just that seen. It really for... seemed like one trick too. Like that was it. Like they they yeah. would hover in the air and then kind of bend into into funny shapes. I like into that fun, she's got a, she's got a demon in a jar, like it's a grasshopper, and I do kind of like that. I mean, that's again, that's a lot of horror movies right where i have this talisman or this object that contains the demon i just like that it's a little jar because i gotta in say it for it to breathe that, little yeah, stick that's in a, there seems like a weak ass demon to me <laughs> if you can just scoop it up in a jar but uh you know still it, it again it looks i don't know i i'm i as a horror movie person it's like i'm gonna fucking watch it oh yeah of I'll course i am i mean we have to yeah we don't have a choice. It's the law. Uh, this director is, uh, I think, done a lot of short films, but I think this is their first feature. Uh, it's also PG-13, which that doesn't hmm. mean anything. I, I think supernatural demon stuff gets away with that more often because it's like we yeah, don't I'll need a demon to like, yeah, decapitate someone and like, you know, drink their blood. I mean, that would be cool, but supernatural ghosts tend to, you know. Like, that was pretty, I mean, it's one trick that we've seen before with a floating in the air and then all of your limbs bend the wrong directions with sickening cracks, but it looked right. like it happened 800 times to, like, but to like the body count looked pretty high yeah. in, this, in this, so Unless it amazes me that, that's pre- that that got a, got a PG-13. That's some pretty graphic violence. It's always weird when demonic possession, when, like, they leave the body, that people are just okay afterwards, <laughs> and it's like, they should be like, every bone hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do not feel well. Like the at the ending of The Exorcist, the girl should be like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> I fit right in real small spaces. Do you know what I'm saying? I need to yeah. I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I do, like, yeah, I, do, you think... I do like that this demon seems to be stacking up bodies. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just packing them. It's packing them for for easier movement. I'm just gonna yeah. gonna store them for a little bit. Good for it's good for them. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say about this because it's. Like like we're saying, it's 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 so hard. Trailers like this, like I always think about like Cobweb, which was a horror movie I really liked recently. From the trailer, you'd never really know. Um, you have to look to see who did it. And with this, I'm like, I guess I have to look at this person's like short films, or you know, like a lot of horror f- f- uh, fans. I'm just gonna go fucking see it. Yeah, just, you know you got me. You know you got me. But yeah. also like. Man, there's you're kind of doing a good job if your trailer sucks as a horror movie, because otherwise you're giving away a lot. It seems so hard yeah. to do. Same with comedies, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like... the same. There's like a 
you need to hold back, but then it makes for a crappy trailer and people are like, well, this doesn't look good. And then they don't see it. Yeah. Um, well, let's keep on going to uh, Saturn Bowling. Not Saturn Bowling. It's Saturn Bowling instead of Saturn Bowling. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. No. Are you, are you like, saying like oh, Saturn, over there. Saturn, Saturn bowling, bowling is like the name of a place? Right. As Wait. opposed to a person bowling. Like, look at our my, my friend Saturn's bowling. It's like, no, let's go to Saturn bowling instead of Saturn bowling. It makes sense. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> like a girl interrupted situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, there yeah. you go. Um, this, uh, is about the sexy and gritty world of owning a bowling alley. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Bo- bowling is way sexier than I thought. It's so, yeah. it, it seems like, is it, what, what was it, French? It was like, it had that, Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a way sexier sport over there. Like, I gotta get into that. <laughs> yeah, apparently. They, they I, sex so, it up at least two degrees. Yeah. I do, I don't, like, because it, there seems to be implications that, it, it uh that like the bowling alley owner is scummy and it's like well that i believe um but uh-huh. in like a sexy way not so much the synopsis is about a officer investigating a series of murders uh sorry the the exact synopsis is invest wait investigating a series of mur sorry i the um the imdb synopsis is written terribly i'll i'll do it i'll do it exactly how they wrote it investing a series of murder by a police officer following his sibling's unusual management of his father's business. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I, well, I guess I don't know what this is about. It's <laughs> unusual <laughs> management. <laughs> it's unusual management. He seems to be using his bowling alley as like a honeypot to trap, to lure women in so that he can murder them. Like that you know seems what's sexy going bowling on. Ladies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the ultimate honeypot. I, Fucking so, Saturn bowling. Okay, so together, is... I got the vibes that this is maybe about somebody that is newly promoted to the manager of a French bowling alley, and he goes mad with his moderate amount of power, like the kids in the hall sketch. Like, like it just goes to his head, and he starts like spiraling Goodfellas style into right into murder and abuse. That's what I I thought it was like. Okay, the brother did it, obviously. So here's the fucking synopsis on Rotten Tomatoes, which is way more fucking compelling. Um, a police officer inherits the family bowling alley and decides to give it to his half brother. We know that, but the gift is haunted, setting off a series of murders. Both brothers find themselves drawn into a demon-filled abyss and will have to face their heritage. What the Darkness fuck? reigns over a world what? where only where the only rule is the rule of the hunt. What so the fuck? So now I'm like, I don't know if that's literal or figurative. You where know, was where that? it's like in the trailer. Where was that? Right. Is it is it literal demons or is it like, you know, the demons of your past? This movie is so confusing and no, like they said the there was a world level. That it, Yeah. Like I have to see this just to know what the fuck they're talking about at this point, you know? How much would it rule if it's the first the first half of the movie is like French noir but with a bowling alley instead of instead of private detectives, and then the last half just takes place in hell. Like they just yeah. you bowled a, a strike and it opened a a rift into hell. Right? Yeah. It's like it sounds like the synopsis of like a weird Japanese horror game. Right? Yeah, like this sounds this sounds like a Resident Evil almost. It, <laughs> like a it's... bowling alley, <laughs> like one of those games where you need a weird peripheral where it's you got like a squirt gun you gotta you gotta use. 
I like the the marketing tactic of making it so hard to understand that people are just like, okay, I guess I'll just see it uh, to figure out what the fuck you're talking that, yeah, about. Yeah, that's synopsis sold me. I also really yeah. got a kick out of the uh, the shot where they were doing the police driving down the street at full speed and the police siren was like the bowling ball rolling down the, down the lane. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very artistic way to do that extremely stupid idea <laughs> that I loved. <laughs> This naked gun idea. <laughs> Very fucking naked gun, but done so seriously and so Frenchly that if a movie was just 100% those scenes, I would have a blast watching it. Oh, so Frenchly. Yeah, I mean... That's, yeah, a, that's I'm, the best adjective for this trailer. I'm, I, I hope this is bonkers. I really do. Yeah, I, I hope it's out of its fucking mind because the worst thing it could be is like it's just boring. like a thriller. Yeah, like, like a, a serial weird, killer. Yeah. Yeah, like imitation Fargo is the worst thing it could be. Yeah, Whoa. I need I need like Satan bowling. Yeah. I need like a round of bowling against Satan. I need that to literally be haunted, not haunted by like the ghost of their father or no. whatever. Like there's actual bowling ghosts, pirates, and when you ghost pirate, they come <laughs> out. They come out of the holes in the ball. Yeah, like that has to happen. I want that. I want that real bad. You get a strike, um, and they all scream. Yeah. All the all the pins are bones. <laughs> That's what it is in hell. Bone pins. <laughs> bone pins. They should have called this bone pins. <laughs> but yeah, I mean check I guess check it out, everyone. Saturn the, the, bowling. The bowling alley. The bowling alley. <laughs> so many better names. <laughs> oh man. Uh um speaking of vague shit. Uh <laughs> This next trailer is for Shadow Island. This is another one. I, I, I've had oh, this yeah. on like movies that deserve more hype. I had this like in my maybes because the problem with it is that I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, it's the, the synopsis is a meteorologist journeys to a deserted island to investigate his father's death where he's confronted by strange and mysterious occurrences. That's it. Yeah, um, you can't do that. And you're right. You can't say strange and mysterious occurrences. That's not right. That's a that's ducking out. That's quitting halfway I, through the job. Yeah, it feels like they're doing... It's the lighthouse. It's just the lighthouse, but one person. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like. I was I was pretty intrigued by this trailer. I, uh, Me too. It, it seems like there's all kinds of spookiness on this on this island, and maybe there's ghosts or something. I don't know what's happening. Um, I like good spooky mysteries on on creepy ass islands, and this has this has both of those things checked off uh, in the trailer. So I was into this. Yeah, I'm it's, into all that shit on like a default level. If you got if you got like <laughs> Silent Hill, Alan Wake kind of setup, uh, I'm in. Like that's it. But <laughs> but the the spooky occurrence, the strange occurrences, is God. That right. could be anything. This this could be a movie I would absolutely love, or it could be a guy out there like like finds a deer carcass and gets weird about it, <laughs> right? And just gets really weird with it, like. Yeah, it's just like a weird stomach thing happening. Yeah, where it's he's a, just like, I didn't eat anything weird, but it's in my stomach being really fucking weird. Strange occurrences is just he keeps getting the wrong person's mail. <laughs> just replace yeah, that exactly. with weird shit. A guy goes out and, out into the lighthouse and he's some he sees some weird shit. Uh, come see it. Come pay some money to see that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that immediately gets you more in the door than strange occurrences. He's just it's weird shit. Like yep. So I percent more tickets being sold. <laughs> I read a little more into this, and I I feel like I know what they're doing here. Um, I mean, it's hard not to make the same conclusion. So 
They get they see strange lights in the dark and eerie radio disturbances and a hidden cave. And then they the the character begins to question whether or not they're alone, and then starts hearing on the radio a female voice calling out. Um, I don't Are know. We that doing feels siren like a, shit. Yeah, I was about to say that feels like a fucking siren, right? Like yeah. that's got real siren vibes. I can do that. I can fuck with the siren. I can fuck with the siren. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. For I kind of thought that was what Lighthouse was going. To I was be. about to like, say I, really, I really, sure. I really like the Lighthouse, but like I, I also thought that, and so it's like, okay, we still got room for a siren movie. Yeah, you can still do it. it. Yeah, there's like a yeah, someone do it. There's like an aesthetic to this. To actually, maybe to almost all of these trailers, Saturn Bolin had kind of a different vibe, but mm-hmm. a lot of these trailers, this the, there's this sort of visual sameness, and this one is just stands out as like. You know, I mean, you're going to know it's from this period, this kind of like black bordered, undersaturated, really heavy wan grays kind of color. Yeah. Palette. It's like it's like James Cameron in the 90s with that blue filter. And everybody was like, oh, that's what movies look like. I feel like we're getting that. We're getting that with this. A little bit. Yeah. The indie vibe. Yeah, with The indie horror movies. Yeah, for sure. The indie horror vibe. Yeah. Like we've just decided a 24 set like a visual palette that They're you're allowed like a to little... use. Right. It's better in this than like kids movies because like Harry Potter did that right where they're like, oh, okay, every kids movie needs to be like blue and drab. And it's like, ah, I disagree. Um, (laughs) So like vehemently disagree. Thank you. Yeah. Indie horror movies. It makes a little more sense, but it is still like, you know, everybody jumps on the same thing and you get fucking sick of it. Um, Even including this next trailer, which does also have the blue tint uh, and a lot of other things. Which is uh, beaten to death, yeah. uh, and it is—it's what it says on the box. I will—I <laughs> want to note that the director has made two other feature films. Um, one is called Blood Hunt, and the other is The Slaughterhouse Killer. So, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ! I guess All I right. want to say, like, is this guy okay? Has anybody looked into him? Like, uh, you know, his like his comings and goings. Um, this has good reviews. But it seems like it's, yeah, it's about a guy just having a real violent time, uh, from what I can tell. It's, he's, he's, my, he's my older brother in, like, 1993 going through a bad breakup, just yeah. drawing metal band names on his arm <laughs> until it hurts. Yeah. Until it draws blood, man. Sla- slaughtered to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, this, uh, this kind of reminds me of another Australian horror movie, uh, Wolf Creek. Oh yeah, because it's the same it's sort of. Well, it's yeah, it's it's about this group of people getting relentlessly pursued by just kind of this outback dude who, at first, is kind of charming and like a crocodile Dundee folksy type of way, but he very quickly becomes extremely sinister uh, and just relentlessly murders them all. Um, yep. And this movie has very much that vibe. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's very much like uh, the the plot seems to be a guy who in the outback dealing with just maniacs. You know, like just we're maniacs, we're gonna right kill you, and he has to survive. It's and like goes, Crocodile Dundee two from the drug dealer's point of view. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it, it's got eighty three percent. Not many reviews though. Um, and several of the reviews say it lives up to its title. <laughs> All right. That, there's the a trailer. lot of people beaten to death I'm, in this one. Uh, yeah, I'm scared to watch. I feel like I'm going to turn it on and a guy will come out and beat me to death. Right, <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to warn you. will have to be like, well, that's on me. Yeah. 
<laughs> just all the information I needed was there. With a brick. Yeah. The, the the trailer does seem to make it very very clear above all else that the movie will live up to its title. Yeah, yeah it looks brutal. It looks brutal. <laughs> there's got to be some kind of turn in it that the trailer isn't making clear because we have made exactly this movie so many times that we yeah. are now like it's it's almost become standard fare to do this movie with a twist like the last one that was uh that was this but with a twist was like sisu uh which which right. was like this but reverse perspective like if the, if the killer's fucked up and so right, i feel yeah. like we're already to that stage where we're like you gotta have a twist you gotta have a twist exactly on, like-, like the last one i really liked was um uh fucking year next where it's like you realize it's just die hard like it's not even a horror movie it's just fucking oh we're just gonna watch this person just murder these people yeah it's like we're to that point where you have to subvert the trope because this trope has been done so often and it's one of those things where like if you make a trailer for this kind of movie it's all it's always gonna look exactly like this trailer even though you might be doing something very cool and interesting with it so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, all all the reviews I'm reading are just like it sure is violent. Like, yeah, yeah, it seems real focused on the violence, which is yeah. not great. Which we've done. Like I yeah. you gotta a, bring some review. Yeah, a review from Bloody Disgusting says no matter the response beaten to death elicits in its viewer, there's no question that filmmaker Sam Curtin delivers a discomforting gauntlet of extreme horror. And okay. I'm like, man, bloody disgusting. Your name is bloody disgusting. And you're you like, sound, yeah. You sound tired. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It sounds like this movie wore you out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's on us. That's our name. He, he, he sent it to us and uh, it sure was bloody disgusting. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah, what I'll say is that this looks like it's well made for sure. Um, I'm not a big fan of like the torture horror era yeah. and like yeah. just brutalness brutal brutalness for the sake of brutalness so like i'm not getting much out of this trailer personally but i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if other people are into this you know um juggalos for example (laughs) probably really like this movie that's unfair to just how dare you sir (laughs) on behalf of all juggalos uh not just jagalos so you know what i mean like it, yeah. it's a perfectly it's Soccer a perfectly normal genre it's just not and graceful deer-like people yeah that's fair <laughs> it's just not my genre that's yeah. all i'm saying no i'm with you yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can i can dig it when it's um deployed in in like strategically and with like restraint you know what i mean yeah um, or it's um you know, like fucking funny games, where the whole point is it's right. about it's, violence yeah, yeah, and the yeah. nature. And I'll of actually, I'll I'll defend the first two hostile movies to a degree because I feel like the point is similar in that, where it's like you don't want to see what's going to happen to those people. That's kind of where the tension comes from. Right, violence isn't not scary. Right, you know, yeah. So I just, you know, we'll see. <laughs> you gotta have something. Yeah. You gotta have something else that's not shown in this trailer. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also getting know, like man. a high tension vibe from it. Yeah, that doesn't give me I mean. a good that's, vibe. I didn't like high done. tension. It's, yeah. it's so, so often. Yeah. Yeah, it really is like, what what's the catch? You know, mm-hmm. what is, what more is there here? Because there's not much. Um, you know what it should have? Acid Rain. Oh, man. Our next trailer for Acid, <laughs> which by the title, I was like, which way are we going with this title? Um this is a from the director of uh, the Swarm, which was a locust movie, horror movie. I didn't see that. Um, 
neither did I, but uh, this is one of my favorite fucking genres, which is small time disaster movies like the wave or the quake um, or, or that, that the person's other movie troll, or at least the person who did the wave. Um, the wave this was is so about, good. The wave yeah, was great. It was. This is acid rain. It feels it. like it's like, it's not because acid rain is it. It doesn't like burn you to death. Right. Acid rain is acidic rain, but it like, it's not like this. I don't believe. Not to my knowledge. It's not like it's portrayed in Scrooged. Yeah, it it it's uh like sulfuric rain that like yeah you don't want to sit out in it right um but like for the most part it's not gonna immediately melt you uh, it's not gonna turn you into the fucking Joker but this movie is positing like what if it what did if, what if it did do that though what if acid yeah. rain was as cool as it sounds yeah right what if acid rain was as cool as when you first heard about it as a kid and I was like tell um, me more movie yeah and so this looks solid it looks. I don't know. I I I just I like, this trailer it was like this looks fucking intense. I like that it's addressed, you know, like like you you've pointed out with those other movies that you've mentioned. I still need to see the wave, but they like kind of address not just the immediate awesome problem of acid falling from the sky, but like the less awesome problems, which is that like shit's going to start just falling apart everywhere and yeah. uh, like all, all of the major issues that endless acid falling from the heavens would would bring around it's um, almost that's cool yeah it, it's almost like a form of a cracked observation which is that so many movies will like um just like have these really apocalyptic things happen and then just be like but then wait there's more and keep moving and you're like wait wait slow down because just that one thing is a really big problem right yeah if you um, just follow it to every conclusion that it can go to exactly and that so like the wave is like what if a wave hit a town and it's like, okay, and then like, what, is a comic going to hit? And they're like, no, it's just the one wave. And let me tell you, that's enough. <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> it really real sucks. Fucking it really fucks yeah. some shit up, man. <laughs> yeah, for the people in this town, it's not good. Stay with me while I show you all the shit it fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, look over here. This sucks. Yeah, yeah. this really sucks. That really and did suck. The same where it's like, what is this acid laid leading to? And it's like, does it need to lead to anything? It's just right. fucking acid rain. Right. Acid falling from the sky feels like something that other things lead up to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's... Uh, mm. So, like, the trailer is just people like, what the fuck are we going to do about this acid <laughs> rain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just looking at the sky being like, fuck, man. Yeah. God damn, that really I, is acid. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> rain isn't supposed to be acid. And it's a real problem that it's it kinda, is. Like, what do you do? You throw stuff at it? I, I tried that. It didn't do anything. Yeah. You, you can't clouds. shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I love this because it's one of my favorite ideas that that only happens rarely, which is a slightly less stupid version of the happening. Because the happening right. was great. Uh, and if you only it was just like a little bit too stupid to make it a joke. If you just dialed back the stupid just a little bit, you would have a fucking blast, like exploring all the implications I, of this I, really yeah. ridiculous core premise to drive a horror movie. And this is that looked like this, like you're well, it's not made by an idiot. It's the happening. I totally but, agree where the happening was like, this isn't a bad idea. It's it not just, really. You did some really silly shit with it. And even the sort of framework of like how it was structured to play out, if somebody else had, if if he could hear the word no, like if he wasn't too big at that point for somebody to be like, 
hey, this this part's dumb. Uh, you could have <laughs> you could have held that back into into a real a blast. It never would have been a smart movie, but it would have been a blast. Like this, this looks like a real good time. Yeah, it's a movie I've wanted to see since I was like six. Yeah, right. Ever yeah, since yeah. I thought, yeah, since the first time I got disappointed about Acid Rain. Yeah, you hear that, oh. and you're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> never the implication of like how much that sucks but right and it's just right. it's boring they're like the, no, yeah it's like, just bad for the crops oh it's just okay. horrible for the environment oh dang we are starting to get that that cycle like we used to have some good what are we doing to the fucking planet horror movies and uh i kind of fell off the map for a little bit that's i've been wondering when that's yeah. going to come back around for like the younger millennial gen z generation to be like what? yeah I feel like they're like, we don't want to hear about it. Like, we don't, that's not fun. Yeah, they don't want to hear about it, but eventually they're going to start dealing with it. And I think, yeah. I don't know that Acid is, is the flagship movie for the that problem moment. Is, yeah, the problem no, is those types of, of movies might, yeah. yeah, they might prepare them wrong. Where they're like, I thought it was going to be like this. And like, you know, the Jeff Goldblum would give a virus to the aliens or whatever. And like, instead, it just like sucks. And we have to do a bunch of math to figure out like how to solve it like it's it's Instead, just, it's just really yeah. fucking hot all the time yeah. yeah and everybody's hungry yeah um yeah much rather have acid rain yeah acid falling from space is just way more badass it's followed it up is. by hot and hungry yeah. <laughs> acid hot and hungry the trilogy <laughs> uh next trailer is for dragon fruit fuck yeah yeah, this is like post-apocalypse. It's apparently about a single mother who's trying to grow a tiny dragon fruit spout um, to sell it for money. That's it. I love apparently, it so yeah, I like the idea that it's like I'm just trying to do this one little thing in the apocalypse, and it sucks. <laughs> Look over and, here. This sucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And everybody is trying to take her fucking dragon fruit. Right. Yeah, the, it, this does my favorite thing and something I always, I just want to see in everything all the time. It's such a, you could infinitely spiral out any franchise if you took this philosophy, which is which is diminishing stakes uh, of a story without diminishing the story itself. Like that trailer, everybody go watch this trailer. It goes so fucking hard. Like from the description you just heard Dave say, she's trying to grow a dragon fruit in the apocalypse. You get like a like a sad little Pixar movie in your head. But this trailer is just fucking machine guns and people getting beaten with claw hammers. And there's a woman with like a, like some sort of robot spear fending off a fallout mob. And it's all spiraling out from this, this little fruit. And it's not like they don't say this fruit is going to, to save the seeds of this fruit will feed all of mankind. Like she's, she just wants to sell it to get like a weekend off. And like, that's it. I wish we'd do that shit. If we did that shit with, with Star Wars or whatever, yeah, it'd you be could so make much infinite movies out of that. Exactly. Yeah, and with it's the, just yeah. um, like Andor, Andor, Andor did sort of this and was great. It was about at its core, at least to the start, it was about you know unionization and like getting. Right. I still need to watch that out of like a municipal government, and like that's fucking that's perfect. That's the great thing. And they're at their best when they do a little prison break or something. Those are tell a story just in the universe that's not for the stakes of the universe. Like, I would love to see a movie where a teenager tries to save up for a car, like a speeder or something. And then, you know, stakes, wacky stakes ensue. You can do anything. You can, yeah. yeah, you can have a lot of fun with There's that. A, that's, that's a, that is a real problem with, with uh, blockbusters, especially right now. 
we've we've made the comment endlessly about it's always like a big light in the sky or like a big beam in the sky yeah, it's like it's every ending. every marvel movie is like world ending or universe ending stakes and so you just become so numb so it's like yeah, yeah, you don't get yeah. a shit after the two or three you're like yeah okay i would be much more interested to see the stakes of like somebody's small business in the marvel exactly. Cinematic yeah or universe. like as long as you like you care about the characters right like it, like the stakes don't matter if you fucking if the characters matter and it comes down to that right, the stakes have to awesome. matter to the characters and then yeah or yeah or yeah. if it's just fucking or if it's just awesome like mad max fury road it's like they're just trying to fucking drive somewhere uh but it's in it's so awesome that it doesn't it doesn't need to be fucking this giant fucking bullshit i don't know learn from this goddamn you disney watch this <laughs> yeah. movie and learn but yeah this uh this looks boss it does see it. it does i'm into it um this next one is uh, interesting uh onyx the fortuitous and the talisman of souls this is a movie this is a <laughs> I, this is like i'm i'm very like i've kind of short-circuited on this one because it, it doesn't look bad but it doesn't look like the humor is really like it didn't really get me you know what i mean this is such a puzzle it's such a yeah. fucking riddle i was and it I, looks real weird i watched this a couple of times just to be like what the fuck is it's this about, yeah it's about this like kind of uh, loser guy who lives with his parents i believe who attends a ritual for this like magician at this mansion uh and they are gonna summon demons um and it's done in a very like uh, like the effects are very like you know practical effects um kind of uh like that that style horror that's been going around a lot lately which is like the kind of the throwback um, but it also like the the look of it is throwback in a in a weird uh, it's hard to describe the way it feels like a few things you know like it has kind of that 80s throwback vibe um, but then it's also just kind of like it's a weird kind of wacky comedy on top of it um, and then he's he just did anybody else like his fucking face he keeps yeah. flinching he makes the same flinch face uh, in every shot and I was like why are you making that face man um but that's like besides the point he's also he's the writer director the the main character and yeah the star i saw that um, like this is his vehicle to deliver himself upon the world and like i don't i don't know if it's bad because there's a there's like a realm where this it might be really good and charming that's but I what got, it is yeah i get this i got 90s i got a very distinct 90s vibe like he's seemed to me to be trying to channel like like right, Jack his... Black acting with with Jim Carrey but know, also, rubberization. The throwback is a little because he has like a nineties computer and he has yeah. like it's like Yoohoo and it's supposed to be Yahoo. It's like a lot of things mixed together. Here's what I'll say. Uh when I saw the trailer for Shaun of the Dead, it didn't look funny to me when I first saw that trailer. So like I that's why I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like this could be the next Shaun of the Dead. This could be very funny. I I this trailer didn't make it look funny, uh, but it looked still interesting. It made it look like a sketch. It made it look like yeah. a sketch about this movie. I'm not sure what that sketch would be trying to say, but some sort of sketch of like of Gen <laughs> Z making fun of the '90s. Like this is what you guys look like. And yeah. Just, his they're, they're doing that thing where every single physical joke has a sound effect. It's sort of a sort of like a Jackie Chan thing or like 
Or like, no, like a, it's like a 90s Sam Raimi thing where, where Hercules, the legendary journeys kind of shit. It's, uh, right. Yeah. Not like a, not like a slide whistle, but you mean like a, like a slap sound effect. Yeah. Like like everything, like, yeah. Everything you do is a, is a whoosh or a a slap or a a punch or something. Even if it's like, I'm going to pick up the phone and it'll be like, whoosh, whoosh. Right. And like, that's a big part of like the vibe of the comedy built into it is just that kind of thing along with him constantly making that yikes face and right yeah, again it feels in a weird right inspired but not quite to a degree that. it feels like an internet sketch to me like it's it, yeah. it feels it feels like like mid-aughts like solidly mid-aughts yeah um and it's not necessarily in a, reviews. not necessarily in a bad way I just, yeah it's getting mixed reviews it didn't hit it out of the park from what i can tell um it's it's impossible to tell from the trailer. I, that was either there's a it could be something completely charming as like an ode to stuff from my childhood. So this person did in fact do sketch comedy in the 2000s. <laughs> or um, it could be, yeah, it could be that. Okay, they did I, sketches that were on College Humor and Funny or Die. Sure. Um, um, I do like that the setup for it is kind of like, like the seventh guest or like an old school adventure game where it's just like we're gathering these five people at this at this creepy guy's mansion to do this weird ritual to summon this demon um and it kind of has that throwback look to it so it gave me that like like i like yeah like i don't know like maybe it's maybe it's gonna be charming in a way that it's not really being shown in the trailer part of this is me being like what i don't know about this trailer you know um right because you have to get somebody that knows comedy to cut together the trailer like that has to have a good comedic sense and that's a high ask to get like the person splicing your trailer from your distributor or whatever also has yeah. great comedic timing and if they don't it looks obnoxious it looks like a piece of shit but you, yeah you cannot tell you really can't tell. it also has it's jeffrey got... jeffrey combs in it from Re-Animated. yeah which is that makes me happy and and um and what's his name and Ralph Innocent. Oh, it's Ralph Innocent. Barbara, okay. Didn't it have Apparently, Barbara Crampton yeah. in it too? I, just, right, okay. I don't see her. Li- oh yeah, yeah, she's in it. Barbara Crampton is a very good sign that a movie's good. I've noticed. Yeah. Um, she tends to be in very good movies, even you know, like uh, throughout her career, or at least very fun. Or at least movies, movies, you know? that, movies that have charm to them or something. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe maybe they're not high art, but you'll. Yeah, have she was a good in time. Chopping Mall, right? Like she's yeah. Yeah, great, um, great film. which was a blast. exactly uh and then yeah fucking uh jeffrey combs who i've been watching the shit out of because he's all over deep space nine he is (laughs) so he's deep space nine is sopping with jeffrey combs so much jeffrey wet and stinking of combs (laughs) he plays a character who's clones so there's like literally this multiple jeffrey combs in it it's wonderful Jeffrey and he is, he is combsing Jeffrey clones. <laughs> Jeffrey clones. <laughs> and he's combsing it up. He's combsing so hard in that. Oh yeah. What a great use. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'll I'll definitely check this out. I'm just like it, it's more of like uh, I don't know, the trailer is a little off for it's me. It's baffling yeah. in a way that like at the very least it sticks in my head. It doesn't look like exactly what I was saying where Yeah. where we've done this trope to death. You better bring bring in something new. I don't know what the fuck you're doing with this. I don't know what you're shooting <laughs> yeah. for. Part of me feels like it's like a hats on hats or something. Yeah, where maybe. it's like things like the opening music sounds like the Hobbit music, 
Uh, and then it's like, and then he's going to go to work and he's a loser, but then it's got the nineties throwback and then the, it's There's got like the guar scratch. puppetry. Yeah. <laughs> in this trailer. And I was like, okay, are you fucking with me then? What is this? And it doesn't like seem to be horror based for most of it. And then it is. And so it just, and then he's dressed like a maniac. Um, and so there's just a lot. It might just be a really hard to sell movie. Or it could be bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, probably going to watch it, though. Based on, I, at the very least, if the point of a trailer is to make me interested. Uh, I yeah, don't know okay. if it's positive interested, but I'm interested. <laughs> but I definitely seeing, need to see this. I'm seeing uh, comments in the YouTube of people talking about this character being something that was already established. So, so it's an this earnest be, movie? Yes, this might be like an earnest type movie. Like that's why it feels like a hat in the hat, because maybe it's like, oh, if you watch like his sketches, you know who this character, and it's less confusing. That might be So this it, is where Ernest like, Scared Stupid, where you where you're free to explore. It might be, yeah. Where it's like this is an already established plot one and of, so one we're of, like one jumping of the jewels into it. Of the, of the Ernest series. Yeah. If this is new Ernest, then fucking I'll, sign me up. Let's go. We always need new earnests. We don't have enough earnests. This okay. You know? That kind of gels. This could be new earnests. Like that's yeah. That's the vibe that I'm like. What what are you going for? That could be yeah. You there might has, have solved it. There has been a specific lack of earnest in the last yeah fifteen or twenty years for and some I, reason. For some probably, reason, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> I don't know, but it's probably why you know, it, like everything's bad now. You know, yeah, because we don't need have an earnest. Art. No earnest, yeah. It's one of the pillars, um, yeah, of culture. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what the uh, was the importance of being earnest. That's what that was about. Yeah, that's exactly what Oscar Wilde was writing about. <laughs> yeah. The importance we of always <laughs> from so long, that. so long ago. <laughs> Uh, let's keep going because this next trailer has a similar vibe but i think it's a little more controlled it's not giving us enough though this is a riddle of fire we're not getting much much from this trailer um it's this trailer it, looks like a wicker man trailer <laughs> yeah it so looks I, like I, wes anderson doing the wicker man yes <laughs> it's got mixed reviews so this was one that i was also considering for more hype but i <clears throat> I just didn't think like the reviews weren't like pushing it all the way. It's a a group of adventure kids basically on a woodland journey that's like a fantasy journey, but it's actually them just going on an errand for their mom. So the idea is like when you're a group of kids and you're out doing stuff, you go into your heads and you do fantasy. Like I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure it's like it's it's the heightened reality of being a child. It's like, like through the eyes of their fantasy of a errand that they're going on. I like well, that cute. idea. Like, I like the kids on bikes idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. I I think that's a really smart idea. I don't know. The, again, the reviews go everywhere between people saying this is going to be a classic to people saying like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, no one's saying it sucks, mind you. The trailer um, is interesting because it's really taking a very adult way that fantasy was depicted. And like, because it's yeah. also kind of a throwback. So like, it feels kind of like something like John Borman's Excalibur or like, yeah, it's kind of shot like, or like Dragon Slayer. It's sort of shot like that. And it has the very Misty serious. Lens. Yeah. Like, like serious right. fantasy that was made by like British filmmakers in like the sixties and seventies is kind of the vibe yeah. that I'm getting from it. 
It's definitely dangerously close to the Twee stuff, to the Wes Anderson, in not in not like a fun way. Um, it seems but, too it seems too serious to me in yeah, the trailer. It seems like a serious yeah, Wes true. Anderson, but it's definitely got that like that vibe about it of that that kind of quirky aesthetic look. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's also it was hard to tell. This one was 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 like I feel like nothing happened and it didn't tell you anything in the trailer. Right. Yeah, if, you, if you didn't have that explanation from you, Dave, this trailer is just real. Yeah, like, oh yeah. I wouldn't have had a guess. Although it sounds like it's maybe based on that, the kind of movie that lives and dies just by a vibe. And uh, I guess that's what the trailer is doing is settling. Like, do you want to do you want to live in this vibe for a little while? Yeah. Like this? Are it's you a cool idea because the air down? they're going on, by the way, they're rewarded <laughs> with the. <laughs> in this, they're rewarded in this movie? with the. Um, <laughs> They're rewarded with the password to the TV, meaning that it also takes place all in very modern times. One huh. of the reviews says, revamped fantasies that culminate in magical pop realism, where witches, fairies, and rubber guns evoke a childhood in which Hansel and Gretel coexist with the PlayStation. So that that's the vibe they're going for, which is, yeah, sounds pretty unique. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, when it, like, when you told me the premise and then I was looking at Riddle of Fire, I was like, oh, do they need, like, the password to, like, the Amazon Fire? Yeah, maybe. Like, <laughs> that's what the I riddle get... is. It's like, you don't remember that. It's like the thing trying to get you to remember your password. Yeah. This is based on kind of nothing, but it feels New Zealand. Just looking at it. <laughs> just watching this trailer. This is just how people in New Zealand live. Right? Like, this is just your life. Like, this is your afternoon. In New Zealand, you fucking you hobbits. Yeah, you're hobbiting around. You fae. little shits <laughs> in the fae wilds. Yeah, <laughs> you trickster fairies. <laughs> um, one more trailer, and that is the trailer for Final Summer. Final Summer. Yeah. This is um. This is uh a, a throwback to Friday the Thirteenth. It's a summer camp. Group of counselors find themselves being chased by a mass killer um tom i think we're on the way same wave, wavelength with this i i'm not getting much out of this despite being a big you know friday the 13th fan my problem with it is i was like well why don't i just watch friday the 13th <laughs> yeah it's, yeah this this one like i i appreciate that they're kind of going for it they really do want to make it look i i guess they want to make it look like a throwback but it does seem like this is one of those movies that thinks just throwing a, a like a grainy filter on and using old music as a soundtrack is 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 yes make, it is, still is looks all, modernly shot right it's still shot the same way as a modern film you can still tell that it's kind of shot on on video um yeah and not a flattering or digital way. rather yeah yeah, yeah. um they don't go the extra mile no and then, it, again, just, it my, just seems very sur surface level right and from the trailer again i'm like what what is the point, I guess, is my big question for this one, which is like, if it's just we're doing this, it's like, cool. <laughs> that's, no. that's, that's all. Yeah. I, yeah like, we had fun. Uh, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, that's fine. It's like making like a fake documentary about like a really like a low level thing, like someone opening a liquor store. And then it's like, all right. Like why why do any of that? Like what is the what is the catch? You know, like if it's just yeah we're doing Friday the Thirteenth again, but like we don't have the rights. Well, and I think we're not. There are reasons to like, there are reasons to do that. I think like if you want to if you 
being a big fan of the of the genre wanting to make a film that's totally within that specific genre but like i said it doesn't seem like they're actually doing the work it's it feels very superficial like if they had gone further and like shot it like that and sort of used to uh, kept in mind it wasn't just like a a filter and and a soundtrack it was it was the way shots are frames the way people looked it was kind of the way the movie was paced and the way but even then i'd expect like a parody element or like just something new or like you know where it's like oh you're doing the vibe of it you know like stranger things it's like there's a point to that because i'm invested in the plot uh, uh but this one i'm just like well we've seen this right we've seen yeah. th- this plot um so what is the new thing like what makes this unique i thought um, and at least the trailer isn't saying it was it was a really just a feeling it's kind of, it's probably based on nothing and almost certainly untrue but it felt it felt like somebody being nostalgic for the 80s that never lived through the 80s. <laughs> right? It feels like like maybe maybe I some 17-year-old yeah. kid making their first movie and they're really romanticizing what the 80s were, but they don't have any like actual framework for it. Right. It's I would like, also argue a lot of 80s nostalgia is that, but yeah, I get Yeah, it. but that's I what I mean. It. Like I was expecting there, there to be... I'm not sure why, but I just keyed into that. And during the trailer, I was expecting it to be like, let's examine how nostalgia is kind of a poison or something. Right. Like it seems kind of critical of what it is. And then it was just like, no, no, I'm serious. Maybe there's something there, but it's not in this trailer. Yeah. Um, And like the reviews are like, one of the reviews is like perfectly encapsulates the era of pre-scream horror. And it's like, okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Go on. Like, yeah. What's uh, the second part? What does that mean? Yeah. What's the second (laughs) part? It's a lot. Where it's like, yep, this certainly is, a, a a remake of an 80s movie yeah. and it's like okay like what else you know, uh, yeah. do you know those did you guys see those uh uh god what are they called uh the fear street the fear street movies on netflix yes, i did yeah. yeah what they were to the 90s is kind of what this should be like if it was going to be that i yeah, th- yeah. that felt yeah it didn't feel authentic but it felt like it made the 90s feel like a different dimension like some sort of like somebody got isekai yeah, into the like 90s. Yeah, it's like a caricature of they the just 90s. Got hit by a car and woke up in Bayside. It felt like yeah. this wild world that like, okay, it wasn't like that, but this is your interpretation on it. And that's what like, if you were going to just make a straight 80s slasher without anything to say, you at least have to, you at least have to do that. You have to bring like your interpretation of that world rather than like, just. Yeah, like a. Uh, and a lot of films have been doing that where it's like this like like again like the fucking talisman of souls where it's like a sort of exaggerated period piece in a way yeah where you just gotta say like, why yeah. though you gotta like why okay why though why did yeah I just, or why at these? least your vibes have to be so unified you know like mandy is one where it's like it it feels kind of like a 70s throwback but again it's not um it's just such a strong well, it is. vibe it takes, it takes place in the 80s Mandy does, mm-hmm. but it's got. I guess it does. Yeah, I guess it's more eighties or early eighties. It feels like an like, early eighties, seventies yeah. fantasy horror movie, right? But as you're saying, it doesn't re- actually re- represent it. Yeah. It's just such a strong and like unified vibe that you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm with this. Like that, yeah, something like that. Maybe on top of this, this just feels like uh, again, just from the trailer, they're just not offering anything here. But I'm, yeah, Mandy's a great example of that same thing where it didn't feel like I'm trying to throw back to all these 80s and 70s movies. It feels like 
I went through a portal and woke up in somebody's brain, John Malkovich style, and this is how they experienced the 80s. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's a more it, unique viewpoint than just throwing back and copying. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe it's good. It's just, it's got a lot of fucking work to do to uh, win me over here. Yeah. That trailer didn't do it. No. Nah. Nah. No. But maybe, you know, I'm always hope. I'm I'm always hoping. Like we, hope. We've established where horror fans were going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to get your money. It's fine. Just <laughs> we, we we might snark at you at the convention or something. Right. Yeah. Let me know how sad I'll be about it. Yeah. <laughs> you won't want to talk to us if we, if you meet us at a convention. It's, it's no, the we'll be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, let's thank some more producers, shall we? Yeah. Big thank you to Deborah is awesome, Barbara is great, and Cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless, aka Goochka. Thank you so much. Thank you to ET, the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Room. Thank you so much. Thank you to Funky J, mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Read issue two and keep sci-fi alive. Thank you. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Thank you so much. Choo-choo. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step, Step on me. me. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Wilm Defoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife how many Patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream and Space McNulty. Thank you. And thank you to Norm from Cheers. Yes. Yes. Mm. All right. We got Man, news stories. Uh, Willem Dafoe's just, just huge throbbing cock is in the zeitgeist now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, been, he's been all talking about it on the, the hot dog Discord. We tricked the robot into into summarizing our conversation and, and admitting that that Willem Dafoe has a confusingly large cock. That's it's just like every, it's on everybody's mind right now. Mm-hmm. I it think is. it's its time. Oh yeah, <laughs> At long it can last. be president. It's it's time. It's your time. <laughs> take it. You can take it all. Dafoe cock twenty twenty four. Let's do it. Um. So Disney villain. <laughs> Visual effects workers are voting to unionize. Yeah, good um, for them. They good should. for them. It's great. I love these studio execs must be just they're constantly really, like, come on. They're so really just, Fuck. yeah. Just it is really nice. Rakes. I never I love thought it. I, w- I would live to see the start of the find out phase, but uh, yeah, it's happening. It's great because when they're like, WGA, like we're, you know, we're on strike. They're like, fine, we'll use AI. We'll figure it out. SAG is like, oh, well, we're striking. They're like, okay, well, fucking fine. We'll, we'll finish the movies. Uh, maybe, you know, we could make, make animated. I, and then VFX are like, we're going to fucking unionize. Like, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Like, no, no part. I'm waiting for like the, the uh, ACE, right? Is that American Cinema Editors to strike? And then they're like, okay, we're not, nothing, stand still. Um, and it's going to get worse again, every single should. one that joins. So every one that joins is like, you're going to have to give more. You're going to have to yeah. give up more to end this because you have less to stay. Fucking, on. yeah and fucking finally because they owe so much yeah uh so good 
I hope visual effects workers need they they should have been the first to go on strike because that yeah. would have taken down so many films too. Yeah, that it would have been the most abused lately. Like yeah. Disney is really yeah. is forcing them into the permanent crunch mode by all, exactly. by all everything I've heard. It's just an They're, absolutely miserable job to be in now, and it didn't used to be. It used to be right. people go into it for a passion, and now it's like. You well, you're working eighty hour weeks because Disney needs another fucking middling garbage show. Everybody will forget about, but it's got yep. lasers. Everything's riding on them, and they treat them like that's not like they're unimportant. And so it, it's about time they fucking. It's just about across the board. Stopped. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. such their device too. Like the device of God Media that that is gonna, that alone that that unionization alone is going to. Yeah change the foundation of movies and tv as you know them from like the last 10 years because that has been their absolute crush is just just put effects in just just make it look neat put it put this world in put lasers in everything else is is background they film everything where they're like put it all film it on a green screen and then we can put in whatever we need to yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's too long that they've leaned on them um for so many reasons and one being that they treat them like shit yeah so basically every everything comes to a standstill except for christopher nolan who's just like nah i'm good i'm over here just uh, dropping planes <laughs> setting off real bombs i'm good um but no it, it it's again they should have been the first they they've earned it they're they're they deserve this shit i hope they get everything they want they're not even on strike yet they're just voting to unionize, so I will see what but happens. You gotta be scared. Yep. Um, a little bit of movie news. Uh, Henry Cavill apparently has been working. A, apparently, there's a Highlander film starring him that's in the Man, works, and I there was just news about how it's still going on. I mean, after obvi- obviously the strike stuff. Um, I and so the news for me was like, there's a Henry Cavill Highlander film happening I had... from the director of John Wick Four. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's from mo- it's the it's Chad, Chad Stahelski. He's one one half of the two John Wick guys. Uh, he's, he's he's Keanu's stunt guy. Right. Um, so it's still like the John one of the John Wick people. Um, I had heard about that dude being attached. Um, I didn't know Henry Cable was, and they've been threatening to make this Highlander movie for I think damn near fifteen years yeah. now. Yeah. Here's my feeling on kick this: so much ass. It could right. just make the but- sword fighting awesome. Yeah. See that's my that's my view. I'm like, no, nah, you can't have an awesome Highlander movie that goes against that betrays the series. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> they all have to be kind of like mid to low budget and kind of crappy. But you could, you, <laughs> yeah, could. But you could. Like it's such, it's such a simple kick ass premise. Henry Cavill is the perfect guy for it. Uh, John Wick people, if somebody can rein them in a little bit, would be the perfect people for. Because that last one was like four hours, and it did not need to be. It needed to be ninety minutes. Is what that last one needed to be. Uh, but right. it still it still had so many fucking just kick-ass still scenes awesome, in it. <laughs> yeah, it had so many kick-ass scenes in it, but then in between it was just Keanu Reeves like wading through a pool of bad guys and shooting them in the head. Like, yeah. I, okay, do something interesting. And then he'd arrive I, at the next set piece and you're like, fuck yeah, that rules. Just 90 minutes of just that. I, I still think... Like I want Henry Cavill still. Like I love the idea of like top notch actors and directors, but I think they have to be like, okay, your bu- your budget is eight million dollars, no more. <laughs> it's it's called like Highlander Six, the the Golden Cup or something. Yeah. Like it has to just be a piece of shit still. Okay, he um, does say in that in that article you linked. Like I was saying, if you just take this simple premise, this guy that knows action and this completely charming, physically capable lead. 
you've got it. That whips ass. You're, that's your new John Wick. But then he says in that in that piece, like, I want to get really into the mythology of it. I want to pull yes. from all the sequels ah, and the TV ah. shows. You're like, fuck you, man. God damn it. Right in the heart. I, yeah. I, this is, I, I still think this should be a law. It should be a law that you can make any more of any series, but you have to include every movie up to that point. So like they can't like you can't reboot Jaws. You have to make Jaws five. Where like Jaws stuff 3D like that. happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to make it a sequel to whatever has already been built and there's no going back. So Highlander I hope 3 this didn't pay Highlander attention sequel. to that rule. Highlander yeah. 3 was already ashamed. It was like uh, we just did that last year and we are sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mistake to do too. We didn't yeah. take Maxis. Can we? I mean, it's fresh. <laughs> it's it's just out, out there. Turns out Highlander, we shouldn't have said Highlanders backsies. were from space and the future. <laughs> that turns out that, that was, was dumb. a huge that was mistake. Dumb. <laughs> Dark time in our lives. Let's just move on. Uh, um, final story. Barbie has officially become the biggest Warner Brother movie of all time at 1.3 billion. It has officially beaten out them Harry Potters. Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, it. It, it, it's very funny to me. It was, it, I mean, it was a very good movie. It's just the, the, the Ben Shapiro of it all was very funny where he's like, it's gonna do terrible. And it's like, how about best Warner Brothers movie? Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's because it was good and had talented people behind it. Right. And like a lot of talent making it. So like, just keep doing that Warner Brothers. Yeah, keep keep you know? doing toy movies is the lesson they're going right. to learn. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, doing exactly. specifically Mattel toy movies. That's what it yeah. is. That was the secret. Get yes. a Hot Wheels movie in production now! The, the audiences uh. didn't like Hasbro, but we've got it now. <laughs> we nailed it. It's not they're because really... it's visually interesting or a thousand percent committed or like a weird take. It's because they love plastic. It really is. Warner Brothers just keeps lucking into these things. It's like you ever have like a dirtbag friend who keeps falling into like money and then using it in a really dumb way. Uh, it's it's it feels like that where Warner Brothers like they had Harry Potter's and it feels like they lucked into that because it was just the right, you know, a lot of the right things happened. And then that's one where it's like they were skillfully made based off a story that had like had a beginning, middle and end. Um, and a fan base and it did well and then they're like all right let's just keep making more harry potters and it didn't work out and it's like yeah because that wasn't the lesson the lesson was just like find you know <laughs> things are you ever that gonna have... learn the real simple lesson yeah yeah, yeah. find things find just made good by good stories, people who, yeah yeah when what they're doing is learning a lot of complicated wrong lessons in a <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah never learn the right ones no it's very silly but yeah good i good for barbie i guess for making money i guess <laughs> that's a weird thing to root for good for um uh already wealthy the like tall, tall company for making even more money yeah yeah but uh okay well that's it that's it for news stories right uh, i mean should we uh thank some more producers i think we should dave i think it's that right. time big thank you to pete for pagel thank, thank you, you. Thank you to Numenol Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to RevMD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. 
Thank you to Sorry Cop, world's most laughable centrist. Thank you so much. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Let me swoop in here. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the producer formerly known as the Ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to the To Be Terror Bunny. Says support workers. Egg David Zaslav. Yes, thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And thank you to Zzz because Pie Guy liked being last. Mmm. Thank you. Thank Dave, you, thank you, you, you brought a smorgasbord of, of films that deserve more hype, but I was... I did. Uh, and you know what? We, we spent a little time talking about each and every one, and 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 gosh darn it, I hope we did mm. our, our, our duty there, giving them a little bit more hype. But you know what? Piece I gotta ask. Here we are at the end of things. Poop. Yeah. We're at the end of the road, as Boys right. to Men said. Yep. Do you happen to have one more movie... One that, more that that deserves some more hype. Just one more little cherry on top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't deserve one more, but I have one more. Oh, not that anybody deserves more, but yes, oh. I do. What luck! What if we it, demand it? What if we very... take it? <laughs> By force, seize the means of production. <laughs> um, this is called Minor. Uh, it it it's currently doing festivals. I I feel like it will be seeing it early next year i want to say um but there's not no way of knowing the director has done a lot of vfx work but hasn't really directed much himself um it's fucking it's lovecraft it's a it's a it's about a greek uh port uh that uh has a fucking tentacle creature comes from the ocean floor it's about a it's a gang of people who all like come together to uh save their city it's got real vibes to it like the trailer i would say has like two different vibes the first half it like feels kind of like mystical and like ooh, what's this gonna be and then the second half is just like trauma level gore <laughs> um and apparently that's how the movie is too like at the halfway point it just goes out of its mind the way the trailer does um but that's it. It's it's this fucking tentacle monster attacking a seaside fucking town, and uh, it's ripping people apart and shit. And it looks real. It looks freaky deaky. And it seems to have good reviews. And it's filled with practical effects. Um, so <laughs> and, and also a, a, a animated. Um, it's 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 animated digitally, but the little the little creatures look very much like Terry Gilliam animations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks real fucking weird attacking a monty python i was i was really into this trailer actually like it looks so weird um and apparently the first half of it is just like this completely different story like about this this sailor dude like just having a nice time with his new girlfriend and then that monsters show up halfway through and it becomes yeah out of its mind and trauma was it- a real good pull there it does look a little toxic avenger in the in the middle part um yeah i love how bonkers this looks and how weird and and surreal it like it also looks like good just from filmmaking like a filmmaking standpoint like it the images yeah, it are interesting shot. yeah there's a lot of people reviewing the cinematography i love how and surreal it is in fact it out of greece yeah it's dreamy yeah i was so 
You know what? I am. I am still so pumped for this movie. It looks great. I, I love the. I saw. I was reading through a couple other reviews of it, and uh, I saw people like, "Oh, the, the effects are are bad because they're practical, you know, cheaper effects or whatever." They look fucking great for what they are. Like, if you like practical effects, they use it as an art instead yeah. of a replacement for CGI. Like, it's it's done with an actual eye for detail. Uh, I was so much more pumped for it though because the first almost two thirds of this are playing it so completely straight. Like, uh, yeah, it it sounds you're waiting. Like they're playing it so straight that you're waiting for the punchline for the record scratch moment and then for all the wackiness to happen. And they didn't actually deflate it like that. It, it's still played... God, it's such a bizarre trailer. It's still played right. so straight-faced, like very heavy-handed existential narration from a dreary, gloomy man just facing the unknown. And then the, the I guess, punchline is like the fantastical series of violence, but it's never like stops and then somebody has a one-liner. Right. No one like looks at the camera or like, yeah, there's no... There's no like, uh, oh, it's wacky now. Like it just yeah. continues that tone. But I it thought just they were going to do control. that. Like it seemed like the setup for Record Scratch. Here's fucking Jim Carrey versus Lovecraft's monsters. Yeah, I, yeah. I and mean, the fact that they didn't is is what 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 really excites me. Yeah, the, right. if if you hadn't read about it and a, a little bit before watching the trailer and had read that it's supposed to be kind of zany and campy, like it's it's deliberately supposed to be kind of funny, like you could watch this trailer and not know that. Yeah, I was more excited for the movie not knowing that because I read the articles yeah. afterwards, and then one of them was like, "This this kind of got the vibe of Zombieland." I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> no, really, I I'm having. It <laughs> yeah, I'm having I I'm like the reviews I'm having trouble with because it's played at a few festivals and some of these reviews I'm like I don't trust your opinion. Right, if it's like that trailer kept, was not that. Right, one of them kept fucking comparing it to the Avengers, Marvel's The Avengers, what? and only because it like there's a scene where a team of people get put together okay. and they kept going back to right, it this, in the this review is a, this and is I'm a like you need to who, calm down. This is a like, person who has been writing movie reviews for like eighty. <laughs> 2013 like, right yeah. like movies that only came out within the last 10 years yeah your your comparison though for that is is avengers instead of like seven samurai <laughs> avengers right. invented that the team coming together team coming yeah nothing all right <laughs> yeah it's 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 i don't know but i, I don't want to put on the reviews on blast i'll just say that like going waiting through the reviews it was like there were, sure, there were certain reviews i was reading i was like oh never mind i don't trust this person's opinion it's uh moving on I know, this, yeah, this... kinda... oh go ahead robert oh i was just gonna say this uh pr this trailer what the movie that this trailer promises like that it, just the trailer not the articles and any follow-up if the movie as this trailer uh gives it to us is is how the movie actually turns out like that looks amazing it's everything i yeah. would want it's like it would be right up there with i don't know with like mandy for me if you're yeah uh, and that's the thing like um Lovecraft specifically has been kind of we've been oversaturated with it a yeah. little bit um but this looks like one that like oh I think they're having enough fun with this that I'm I want to check this out like right now Lovecraft is actually makes me pause in a trailer now where I'm like okay I want to know more before I see it because everybody's jumping on it this one it just looks like it's well made enough that I'm like I think this is gonna be a lot of fun so I want to check it out yeah it looks really unique um I'm actually kind of a little more stoked now even even more so than you explaining 
that you were reading some of these reviews and they're comparing it to like zombie land and the Avengers and like some of them, you just like had to bail out because it seems like people don't know quite what to make of this. Yes. And that, that kind of makes me even more hyped. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'll, I'll commit. Yeah. I'll commit to being pumped for this. Sweet. Yep. So that's manure. Um, it's in festivals right now, but hopefully it'll get picked up soon. So check that out, folks. Yeah, M-I-N-O-R-E. Yep. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's, I guess, Greek. I, I like did the thing where I was like, how do you pronounce this? Uh, I, know, this I mean, movie. no, that sounded right. And just, like the I, internet just said minor. And I I'm like, like all right, so it's like, what it's... I, I just I, I always felt like there may be a couple of different ways you could hear minor and spell it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just also one of those things like you ever get something where it's like like the word is like, you know, the letter F and U and you're like, how do you pronounce that? And they're like, it's foo. And it's like, oh, all right. Well, you expect like something more amazing. Right. A little about, more complicated. <laughs> or yeah. And you're like, oh, no, it's just you put those two cents together. Oh, OK, man. got it. I mean, I'd love to keep having this conversation. But you know what? That's a so we've done it. Oh, my Woo! God. We fucking did it. <laughs> we made it. I'm going to go light off some fireworks, mm. kiss my wife. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Robert, uh, thank you so much for being you. on the show. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. That was great. You want to plug some stuff again? You want to do the little pluggies? Plug in again? Uh, just check out the new one. Check out Big Feats. Uh, me, me, Jason Parge, and Sean Baby having a ton of goddamn fun watching the goofiest show I cannot believe exists. Or if you don't Absolutely. feel like that... Just watch, uh, just watch Mountain Monsters on Max. It's it's fun. It's fun also. <laughs> I just wanted to get more episodes. So yeah. In the I long understand. run, that's good for my job. Yeah. It's, good. Right. it's good for the world too, honestly. It, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's not bad for the world, probably. Therefore, anybody that doesn't is harming the world. You right. sons of bitches. Yeah. It's good for the world until Bigfoot runs for president and we're like god he's so problematic like i liked it better when he was a reality tv character you know yeah there it is <laughs> but for now it's good yeah. um we uh we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed check that out we got exclusive podcasts on there tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder's a maniac star trek the next futurama spiel boys we watch movies every friday night with our patrons as well uh that's it <laughs> oh, we also have a store head over to gameplayemployed.com you can find a link to our teespring store we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all sorts of things so check that out slap mm -hmm. your mountain monster hunting peepers onto that yes, yes. One more, let me let me add one more thing to my plug jason pargin just texted me right now to say in episode eight the mountain monster team has arrived to interview a cattle rancher named wolfie and jeff Notes that Wolfie's prize bull has a huge penis, to which Wolfie replies, He's got the length and girth, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Quite an uh, unexpected qualifier. End of text from best-selling author uh, Jason Pargin. What a great nightmare text to get from Jason. I hope you're getting those like every hour, like, like 4 a.m. I've, got, I've gotten three today. Like, like he's just spiraling. Field agent. <laughs> and you're, this, the, slowly, the texts are going to be like, "I think I found. I think Bigfoot's outside my house. I'm going to go out there and find him. I think I am Bigfoot." Like just slowly. He's just going to text you a picture spiraling. of Bigfoot eventually. Like, yeah, I got him. Now, Broadway, would, would you say you're more of a Buck or a Jeff? <laughs> uh, Bigfoot. Good All right. Him. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.